0: Coming up on Speakeasy, we're joined by one of the stars of The Americans, Holly Taylor. This is WSJ Speakeasy, your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. Hello, and welcome to the WSJ Speakeasy podcast. I'm Serene Leeds. And today I am delighted to welcome our guest, Holly Taylor, who is best known for her role as Paige Jennings on The Americans. Uh, We've just wrapped up the fourth season of the FX Cold War spy drama, in which Holly plays a typical American teenager growing up in the early 1980s. Typical, except for the fact that her parents are actually Russian born KGB spies. Welcome, Holly. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? So glad you're here.
1: Uh,
0: Oh, good. Well, uh, we've got lots to talk about because uh, you've just wrapped uh, another stellar season of The Americans. Um, So, you know, for your character, Paige, uh, this season, like last year's, it's been. Huge. Uh, I feel like learning that her mother and her father are actually dangerous assassins who can actually kill people with their bare hands. <laughs> right. You know, it might be a little more traumatic than just finding out that they were KGB spies. Uh, just wanted to get your take on that. What was more traumatic for you? Like from like what you learned.
1: Right. Well, I think that it's definitely been challenging for Paige learning about what exactly it is that her parents do. And um, I think that still she isn't exactly sure. And that's almost the scariest part. So um, when she was learning that her parents were KGB, um, I think that that was probably the most terrifying moment because she still had no idea what that meant exactly. She didn't know what they were doing, if they were um, operating from an office, if they were out doing things you know, with other people. People um, And obviously, as she's learned this year, her mother knows how to kill people very easily and very efficiently. Um, so that's been news to her. Um, that definitely is something scary. You know, next time she gives her mom attitude or something, she has that hanging over her head. So you never know what will happen.
0: Totally. Um, so, yes, as we said, we're uh, discussing the season finale and the whole season. So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the whole season, you may want to go and do that uh, before you continue listening. Um, so, you had so many incredible scenes with Carrie Russell this year. You, I mean, you really did. Whether it was uh, when Elizabeth was tearing into Paige for blabbing to Pastor Tim or not maintaining her friendship or, you know, that little thing that you mentioned about witnessing her mother kill a guy in cold blood. Yeah, just a little thing, Just, just the little things. But there were also a lot of really sweet, intimate moments. Did you have any particular scenes that really resonated with you this year?
1: Um, I think the scene, one of the scenes that resonated with me, I mean, there's a lot that the writers do that's so impactful and it's always so nice to see all the different layers and the different kinds of scenes that we're going to do. But I think one of them that I really enjoyed was the scene where Elizabeth does her speech about... uh, where she was born in a city called Smolensk, mm-hmm. and, you know, she, she says her whole story, and um, it's really a moment of her finally opening up to Paige and getting a lot warmer and... Um, During that scene, Carrie actually made a few of us cry on set from how because obviously she's an amazing actress. She's so talented. Um, But doing something like that and where on paper, it seems like such a simple scene. And it's just she's saying how she grew up. But um, when she makes it come to life, like I started tearing up off camera. And I was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) that's so sad and sweet. And then the director was like, wow, you actually made me cry in there. And we were all just so emotional. Um, So it was really nice. That was one of my favorite scenes with her.
0: Oh, maybe she really is from Smolensk, and maybe she really is a spy. I don't. You
1: really know. never know. The show makes me question everything.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, again, um, I spoke with our show uh, with your showrunners uh, earlier today, and they they did. Uh, advised me not to listen to anything that you said. So, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> that just goes to show how much trust they have in you. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, what about Matthew Reese? Because there were so many great Paige and Philip scenes uh, this year again when he was talking about his experiences growing up in Russia and the driving scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, were there any uh, particular scenes that meant the most to you?
1: Um, I think my favorite scenes with Matthew this year uh, were probably the driving scenes. Um, I mean, it's always fun when you're working with him. Same with Carrie, but um they're both just so funny that it doesn't matter how serious the scene is like we'll all still be laughing in between takes yeah. um which is hard to believe considering we're all like crying all the time on the show um but i think the driving scenes were my favorite because it was kind of comedic in a way and it showed a different side of page um one of my dad's colleagues at his work actually watches the show and he said to my dad he was like that was the first time i've seen your daughter smile." And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> that's actually a good point. It was like the one time that we see Paige in her depressing ponytail enjoying herself a little bit in the Camaro. So I, I really had fun with those scenes.
0: Did you get to actually drive the Camaro? Yes.
1: I, I I oh. drove both cars. I was so excited. Oh, yeah, wow. It was so fun. The Camaro, like even the interior was so nice. It has like uh-huh. blue leather seats and all this stuff. It was just, it was amazing. <laughs> I love driving in general, so I was so excited about that.
0: Okay. I had, I, I felt weird if I kicked off the podcast with that question, but that was literally the first question I had written down for you because I had to know, did you actually get to uh, drive that Camaro? Yes, it was amazing. That's awesome. And um, how did uh, Matthew do as a director? Because he directed uh, the episode where you all sat around and watched uh, David Copperfield and where, uh, and this was also a big episode because you guys jumped ahead seven months. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just love to get your take on what it was like having your usual co-star direct you
1: yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely different and yeah. it was it was this is like my first TV show sure. so you know everything when something's different it's always new to me I'm always learning with every episode um, so to have a co-star um, direct was really interesting to watch because mm-hmm. it's so weird being in a scene with Matthew and like he'll give you a note and he'll talk to the camera people and the crew and everybody and then it's like usually you're used to the director running back out but then he like sits in the scene and he's like okay action and you're like wait what's going on so um it's definitely weird to get used to but he was really really nice to work with and Mm -hmm. obviously he's familiar with all of us and the crew and he knew how the show worked so um it was really nice to have him there and i think that he did an amazing job
0: i i do agree because i uh do believe that was one of my favorite episodes of the season although it's so hard to to choose
1: (laughs) um well
0: all right, so now we got to get over to one of my favorite characters. Uh, shout out to Kelly O'Coin. Um, Are you sick of hanging out with Pastor Tim yet?
1: <laughs> I think that um, I think that Paige might be a little bit because now it's become work for her. It's like you know, as soon as you enjoy something and then your parent is like, "Oh, but you have to do it this way," then it's not as fun anymore because you know you want to have your own thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, mom, I love you. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not sick of hanging out with Kelly. I mean, he's so funny he's so funny and we have this thing where i call him pasta tim now and i've made pictures of him with pasta on his head during scenes and someone actually just tweeted to me to make a rasta tim so be expecting that because i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna find a way to photoshop like a rasta hat and some dreads on his head
0: we we do want to see this Yeah, yeah so just
1: any suggestions that rhyme with pasta i will do it
0: I'm going to keep that in mind because he's one of my favorite people to tweet with. So He's so funny. He's so great. Um, so how was your mini golf game along those lines? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: the mini golf was really fun, too, because in a way, even though that scene was pretty depressing, because um, you see Paige, like, pretending to have a good time, then she goes to pick up the golf ball, and she's, like, just ruined. Um, but I thought it was actually really funny. I mean, I guess I kind of have a dark sense of humor sometimes, but the way that Matthew directed that, I thought, like, he even was laughing after. He was like, oh, that was great with his Welsh accent. Um, but it was so funny, and they're just, like, so cheery. And um, him and uh, Susie, Susie together are both just, it, they they have the best banter back and forth. And, like, every serious scene that I do with them is so hard for me just because I have to stop laughing. Um, so <laughs> I really like working with them. And the golf scene was really quick. We did it in, like... 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is very weird for us. Okay. So that just is something about Matthew, how fast he got it all done and how well he got it done. But it was fun. No.
0: Um. Well, you mentioned your dark sense of humor, so I'm going to hold you to that because um, I, you know, all season long, everyone's been like, when's Pastor Tim going to die? How is he still alive? So... Do you do you have a preferred way of how you think he should go out eventually?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I thought that—I think we all thought that when he was missing on his trip that he was gone so. I mean, I didn't know what was going on <laughs> with him out there. Um, but he surprised us all. And him and um, Alan Woods resurrected themselves. We all had a joke about Alan Woods because we kept saying his name during the scenes, but we never actually met his character. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> when Alice comes over to tell us all that um, Pastor Tim is missing, she goes, he— And she says, like, he and Alan Woods, we would all turn around and go, Not Alan Woods! (laughs) And, like, just be really dramatic about it. Um, But we don't actually know who he is. So hopefully he's out there and he's okay. He made it back safely. Um, but yeah. but, yeah, I mean, I don't know how he would go if he were going to, but he seems to be really defying the odds, and him and his wig are just sticking around.
0: Do you, th- do you think he should keep that wig, or do you think he needs a new hairstyle at this point? We're getting into 1984 now, so maybe, maybe it's time. Yeah, what do you
1: think? I mean, I think that it's time maybe to move on from the pasta hair but at the same time it's such a staple for him like I I have to be able to call him Pasta Tim Yeah. so if he gets a new hairstyle it would have to be like a tighter like ramen noodle looking thing Mm -hmm. so that way I could stick to the nickname
0: well maybe Philip and Elizabeth have an extra wig in their little arsenal so maybe they can (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what else happened for Paige this season well she started hooking up with Matthew Beeman that was fun Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, was that your first on-screen kiss? It was.
1: It was. It was. Yeah. It was, was, yeah. was kind of terrifying. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping that they would put that off for a while sure. just to avoid the awkwardness of it. Um, but, uh, I mean, everyone made it easy for me and yeah. it was nice. It's just so weird because I've grown up with that crew for so long and, yeah. like, I'm kind of, like, family with them. So it's just like watching your family make out with a guy. It's not the most comfortable thing ever.
0: Those those scenes, not one actor that I've spoken to said, yeah, that was so much fun.
1: So <laughs> no, no I,
0: I, I, I totally get that. So uh, so we're going to pause for a break uh, for a quick moment. And coming up, we'll have more with Holly Taylor. Hi, I'm Paul Vigna. If you do not subscribe to the Money Beat podcast, you're going to feel worse than a short seller on the day of a big rally. Go to iTunes and WSJ.com slash podcasts. You want to sign up for this one. WSJ podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Speakeasy Podcast. I'm Serene Leeds in New York, and we've been speaking with Holly Taylor from The Americans. So, uh, yes, we were talking about how Paige just started getting closer to uh, Stan Beeman's son, uh, Matthew, and it's... I find this is a really fascinating storyline because she's definitely a teenager who's into boys, but also she's definitely displaying some innate skills that her mother has um, exhibited uh, in the past. So how much of this do you think is a general interest in Matthew, or how, and how much of this do you think is Paige's true desire to actually find out some information?
1: Well, I mean, it's definitely hard to say, as it is for the audience, because I don't know where they're going to go with the storyline either. Um, But I think that there's definitely a lot of signals that point to her kind of just trying to get information from there. I mean, Elizabeth even says, Paige reported this to me in one of the episodes. Um, So she comes home and she says, I found this out. Is that important? And um, it's kind of weird because she was so against all of that. And she never really knew why her parents needed all. This information, but now she's kind of getting into it her own way. And I think that that could be something kind of fun for her and a good way for her to uh, like lead into the family business that they have. Yeah. And, uh, but
0: as uh, we closed out the season, uh, she was uh, put under strict orders by her father to not speak to Matthew anymore, uh, which is understandable. So, but Paige is a rebellious teenager in her own way. So, how much do you think she might? just not listen to her dad.
1: I mean, I think that's it it could be a possibility, as we've seen with her (laughs) in the church and stuff. Um, But at the same time, she's seen her mom kill somebody now. And I think that she's starting to learn the stakes of the job. So maybe this time she'll she'll listen to her parents a little. Yeah. And then again, um We don't really know where exactly she's going to be living next
0: season, so now here's your chance. Have you started learning Russian? Have you started getting martial arts lessons?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, I'm always ready to do, like, some kick and butt or something. I would love (laughs) if Paige got into that. Yeah. Um, But I think if they go to Russia, I mean— I don't know what she would do there. I guess I'd probably start by buying just, like, warmer clothes. Um, I don't know. But I think it would definitely be a big change for her. And like she said, would she have to learn Russia? And they can't be Russian spies in Russia. So um, it would definitely be a crazy shift for the whole show.
0: It it would. And also, Paige would not um, have her guilty pleasure of watching soap operas anymore. I had to bring that out because I I did love that scene from... um, the episode of the week before where Paige was trying to teach Elizabeth about the concept of soap operas and she says it's not logical, it's emotional. So um are you a soap opera fan? Uh,
1: um yeah. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I, I don't really watch a lot of television, <laughs> ironically. Um, but I soap operas, I feel like, are always usually on during the daytime. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm, never, I'm always doing homework or I'm at school during the daytime, so I never get to catch them. Um, but I think that that scene was really funny, even though it was in the midst of some traumatic events. Uh, but I thought it was funny and kind of a microcosm for the rest of the show because it's like, okay, come on, Mom. It's not always logical. Like, you have to feel things sometimes, which I think Elizabeth is getting better at. Uh, so I thought it was a, a nice moment for them.
0: I, I agree. Uh, and one thing that I love about the Americans and I've spoken to you about before is just all of the different pop cultural uh, aspects that they include in the show. And this is uh, it's a period piece. It's uh, this, These are things that happened 30 years ago. Yeah, you were not around. So what so for an example was there's an episode where everyone watches the day after. So did you have a chance to maybe go back and watch that, uh, any of it and
1: Yeah, I looked into it a bit before the episode because mm-hmm. it was a really um impactful scene obviously for everybody. So I wanted to see what that was about. But um it was definitely um important when we were actually doing the scene that they showed it on the television screen Mm -hmm. because usually we kind of just have a blank screen and they put light on it and you have to pretend whatever you're watching is enjoyable or horrifying or whatever it's going to be so they actually put it up on the TV screen for that one to get all of our reactions Um, and it was just so weird like all of us were genuinely gasping in the living room and it was just it was crazy that that was shown on TV, but it, that that could have been a reality for people at that time. So um, it's definitely interesting to see that. And that, and
0: um, that's a really interesting tidbit that you mentioned that for the first time they actually put it on the screen so you could have those general reactions. Because they know it's not so easy to put those vintage TV shows on the screens when you're filming those those scenes. Yeah. So um, no, that's uh, uh, that's that's pretty fascinating for me. Um, Oh, God. So when it comes to, you know, how how it's all made, I have to also ask about Pastor Tim's baby. So was that a real baby you got to hold in that scene?
1: It was a real baby. I was was surprised. And I'm, I don't know, I'm not really around babies that much. Um, So I was, like, scared that I was going to hold it wrong. And I felt bad because they obviously were, like, very, um, they were newborn babies pretty much, and I didn't want to, like, disturb them, and they had a nurse right there, so in between takes we could, like, fix its hat and if it started crying too much, but I was like, this is, this is kind of messed up, like, this poor baby, I was like, at least it's going to be on TV, but, like, it probably just wants to go to sleep right now and, like, drink some milk, and here we are, like, nope, got to wait for action, little kid, like, (laughs) welcome to the real world. So then I take it you didn't start that young (laughs) in this business. (laughs) I did. I didn't start that young. No, I didn't. <laughs> so I guess I just I couldn't relate to the baby. But um, <laughs> I could see where it was coming from. Around what age
0: were you when you when you started in this business?
1: Um, In this business, I started acting when I was about 13. Oh, I mean, okay. yeah. yeah, I had done I did Broadway when I was 11. But mm-hmm. that was mostly because of the dancing, which I had done since I was younger. Right. Um, so I never really knew about any of the actual performing and stuff. That was all brand new to me at the time. Um, but then it was after Billy Elliot that I started taking Classes and stuff.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, because I, I wasn't quite sure of that because I was like, you know, some kids they start, you know, right, you know, right when they're newborns. So, yeah. Um, well, you know, speaking because I know I know about your dance background because that could be something that if the Jennings do go to Russia, I mean, maybe Paige could take up ballet, and then, I would love you know,
1: that. How great would that be? That would be so fun. <laughs> I mean, I I still do ballet, so I think that it would be really cool to incorporate that.
0: I all right, uh, Joe and Joel. If you're listening, this is the one thing you should believe me when I say. That I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> Absolutely, because I know you guys are still writing next season, so we can get we can make that happen. So, um, so we do know that uh, the Americans is going to conclude uh, in uh, two seasons in in the next two seasons. Uh, so, what was your reaction when you found out that? Uh, you know, we, we got two seasons left.
1: Um, it was definitely uh, bittersweet. I yeah. mean, it's so nice to have the security and to know that the network believes in us enough to have us going for two more seasons for sure. Um, and I'm excited to see where they're going to go with it. Um, but also then, you know, that it's actually going to be over after those two seasons and you never know what's coming up after that. So that's a, a little sad, um, but hopeful. So I'm super, super excited to see where they're going to go with the storyline.
0: Well, uh, again, here's another opportunity for Joe and Joel, uh, excuse me, Joe, Joe Weisberg and Joel Field, showrunners of The Americans, you know, to listen up to some of Holly's ideas. Um, what What would you like to see happen with Paige graduate high school? kill her first target, join the <laughs> FBI. I mean, there's a plethora of options. Yeah, there's yeah. so many
1: different ways they can go with it, and yeah. everything I always say is the exact opposite of what they do. <laughs> um, so I don't think I want to mess things up for myself, but I guess I'll give it one more shot and put it out there <laughs> that I would love to be um, in like the FBI or the CIA, and but collecting information for the KGB. Okay. Um, so I think that would be a really cool route. And then a ballet dancer on the side now that we said that. And still, <laughs> even if Paige graduates high school and goes off to something, I would still love to have a Jennings family spy dog. I've said it before, yes. and I just think, like, why not have a spy dog who runs around in a wig and bites people's ankles, you know? I I think
0: that is a marvelous idea. It's a great tool. Uh, it is a great tool. And it also, I mean, you guys are supposed to be the typical American family. What exactly. is a typical American family without
1: the family dog? The American dream. The Amer- requires a family dog. I I just absolutely saying. agree. A fault in the show. We <laughs> should have a dog already. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's right. Let's, ju- let's just keep criticizing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm
0: um, And, uh, oh, well, you know, we've talked about all the Jennings family members except for Henry. I've got to bring bring this kid up because w- what do you think? you think it's time he found out the truth or is he just too much of a danger?
1: I mean, I don't know. I think it's so hard to tell with Henry. Um, I think that Paige wants to enlighten him. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's very hard for Elizabeth and Philip to tell which way he's going to go with it. I mean, um, they weren't really— Sure, how Paige was going to react, and things initially didn't go so well with her. Um, So, I'm not sure if they're going to want to risk that again. But also, he's so oblivious I mean Paige was like snooping around and looking through the laundry just like things that normal kids don't always do and Henry's just playing video games and doesn't care so um, yeah I mean we never know
0: you never know well uh, t- two questions off of that one is uh, are any of those video games real have you been able to play any of those vintage video games that Henry's constantly playing
1: I haven't been able to play any of the video games but we do like have the actual like the joystick and stuff mm-hmm. and that's... That's always weird for me to see how it worked and the computer and how different it looked. So, um, yeah, it's cool to see like the real props on set, but I haven't got to play anything. Um, all
0: right, before before I ask about Kendrick, then, what is like the weirdest period appropriate prop that you had that you either had to work with or you saw this season?
1: Um, I mean, there's always so many because yeah. it's obviously so different from what we have now. Um, but usually, like the weirdest stuff is my clothes. <laughs> I mean, not that yeah. it's necessarily a prop, but just like sometimes there's just bow ties in random places, and they're just really tight <laughs> and turtlenecks, and I'm just like, why do people do this to themselves? You know? How you doing with the high waisted jeans? Not so well uh, still. No, yeah, I know. they they're a little a uh, little violent on my ribcage, but it's fine. You know, I get used to it. Well, we're moving, like I said, we're moving into 1984 now,
0: so maybe fingers crossed think things will change, yeah. but um, about, um, so Kedric Salati, who plays uh, Henry, has he mentioned, you know, does he have
1: any desire to have Henry find out the truth? Or? Oh, from season one, me and him <laughs> have both been saying that we just want to be spies already, oh, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's been crazy about that since the beginning. He just wants to know, he wants to be a spy, he wants to, he wants to fight people, and we're both in the same boat with that. That, so <laughs> yeah but you see Paige
0: has already gotten a start so all right maybe season five it'll happen um, <laughs> all right well I I cannot continue this I I promise that I that I would move move away from the Americans because I know you just finished shooting um, a movie it was a movie or a TV show yeah it was a movie uh, so the witch files mm-hmm. um, so what can you tell me about it your character uh, the premise yeah uh,
1: well it was it was so much fun and yeah. we were shooting in Maine I just yeah. got back pretty much last week. Mm -hmm. And uh, my character's name is Claire. She's a journalist for the school. She's uh, she's a little bit of a nerd. Um, And uh, she decides to film a detention one day after school. And, um, of course, she's not in detention because she doesn't really really act out too much. Um, But she's filming the other girls, finding out why they're in there. And then um, one of them claims that she can get them out of the detention with her powers. And so they're like, yeah, right? Like, let's (laughs) see it happen then. And it works. So then they're all super intrigued. They want to know how it happens, if they can learn how to do it. And we all wind up in a coven, um, so things get a little scary. And there was a lot of – some stunts that we had to do, some magic. So um, it was really cool to shoot. Um,
0: Were you uh, ever into witch stories and movies growing up?
1: Yeah, I've always been into witch stories and stuff. I think that it's a really cool – I don't know – part of history even that we can learn about Um, and I think that now it's kind of becoming popular again and even in style and stuff sometimes people are wearing things that look like a little witchy so uh, I think that it's really cool to learn about. Um, so,
0: how was it switching back into a contemporary setting for you when working? <laughs> it was
1: it was so cool. I yeah. mean, honestly, it was nice to wear just like normal clothes that I would wear now, or to work with people my own age. I mean, mm-hmm. it was so nice to work with the girls there. Everyone was so fun, and just even the crew, like everybody, it was amazing. So, I really had a fun time, and it was definitely different from the Americans.
0: Awesome. And uh, so, are you still in school now, or uh, so are you finishing up like your senior year? I, yeah, I'm not sure where you are. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I'm a senior, so I'm awesome. graduating this month. Congratulations! Thank you. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so Excellent. I have like just some some final like dinners and award things coming up, and the prom is coming up this oh. month. So that's exciting. Yeah. So,
0: uh, so you got your dress. You got you got, you got all your, your plans going <laughs> on for that.
1: Yeah, I just picked up my dress yesterday. It was just altered and stuff because it was a little long. Uh-huh. Um, but I got that all fixed, and I'm pretty much ready to go. So I'm oh, excited. that's Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, all it'll all that? be on my Instagram. So Good. You'll see it there. Yes, <laughs>
0: Ex- excellent. And uh, do you have any fun summer plans?
1: Um, well, for the summer right now, it's kind of open. But uh, we usually go to California for about a week, and then I'm going to England. Uh, We're going on vacation with our family that lives over there, so that'll be really fun.
0: Awesome! You know, again, you know, international travel, spying opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I have
1: four passports, so maybe I'm already a spy. I
0: think you are. I think you are. Um, Yeah, not not unlike. uh, Philip's long lost son who has like you know like four passports in that scene oh that's right you know Paige might meet her half brother next year so many possibilities Um, so yeah um, you know what this has been so awesome so yeah no no I've really I've really enjoyed it and um I I cannot thank you enough. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap things up here. But um, thanks to our guest, Holly Taylor. Uh, So that'll wrap things up for this week's WSJ Speakeasy podcast. Please join us next time. uh, And for more, please check us out at WSJ.com podcasts. That's WSJ.com slash podcasts. From New York, I'm Serene Leeds. On behalf of the Speakeasy team, thanks for listening.